We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. Uh, Hello, everybody. That is the uh, Great Fight Club, uh, the movie with the music of Bright Brown in the background. Uh, This is the very first podcast of the UGTV.org website. I am your resident weirdo, Alan Holm. Uh, The podcast is going to be pretty much just me yelling about stuff, Uh, stuff from the entertainment and politics and the web and video games and and anything I I find interesting. Uh, Sadly, uh, it's it. This is it. I'm it. Me only. Uh, I can't find anybody who is interested in doing this sort of thing on any kind of uh, regular basis. Uh, So I'm it. Um, Now, I'm not saying I'm opposed to it, and certainly I'm going to try to wrangle up some interviews every now and then. But look, if uh, any of my goofball friends want who are listening to this who want to participate in the podcast, I'm perfectly fine putting that out there. I've been listening to a ton of podcasts myself, which is why I think I should do this. Uh, I've been listening to them. Most of them have unbelievably terrible sound quality and uh you know and most of them oh and um, most of them are just once a week and uh, you know you run out of podcasts when you only listen once a week and and i'm unemployed and so i listen a lot and i i need a lot more listening to do and you know what while i'm doing this i can't be listening so there's even more time that i don't need to be listening all right, well, now that I've eaten up that much time uh, talking about uh, <laughs> what this is, uh, oh, and also I should say, well, let's just see how many I can of these I can do, because I only have so many thoughts about any one thing. You know, uh, many times I, I get a, a premise or something in my head, and I thought, oh, I should write a, a movie about that. Ooh, that'd be exciting. Uh, I'm a little Murph Griffin there for you. And it's... It's not. It's I write a page and a half and I go, well, that's it. I'm out of ideas. Done and done. Uh, So this is podcast number one. And we'll see. I'm going to set the over under at about four. All right. Enough about uh, what it is. Uh, Let's just get into it. Uh, I've been looking at the Apple.com QuickTime movie trailer website, and it is abundantly clear Summer is over. I, I, and my calendar says we got at least a good solid month of it left. No, 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 no. Apparently, as far as the movies industry is concerned, we're done. Uh, they apparently load up all their movies for the first week of summer vacation and then unleash them all on the kids. And then once they're done, eh, that's it. And then it doesn't matter how much more summer we got left. And if you look at the Apple.com trailer website, you can see it's just nothing but, you know, rom-coms and a couple of zombie movies. I guess they're, you know, previewing that for October. But what has driven me insane, and uh, I, again, I am the only one who thinks this, but I, I, what has driven me insane is you watch these big blockbuster uh, science fiction, comic book movies, which I love. I love the genre, which is why this drives me so crazy. It's that they, the directors and writers of these movies are under the assumption that if 
you believe whatever premise, whatever characters they're throwing out there, that your suspension of disbelief is limitless, right? You'll believe anything. For instance, let's take a look at uh, the most recent J.J. Uh, Abrams Star Trek movie. The premise there is, you know, Star Trek. You know, it's one that we've all seen for, you know, 30 years, and we're pretty familiar with it. But, you know, at its very core level, it's, if you believe uh, we can build this billion-ton spaceship that can go 10 times the speed of light and we'll meet a bunch of aliens along the way... Well, apparently J.J. Abrams thinks, well, you'll just believe anything because he made a movie that didn't make any sense. That, that uh, you know, it, it as a story didn't hold up. Yes, it was visually stunning. But, for instance, you know, the, the, one of the main plot points that happen in the movie is they take all the ships in the entire United Federation of Planets, not just Earth. There's an entire federation of planets out there. All of their ships are stuck in this remote part of the universe. And yet, they're noticing some peculiar seismic activity on the planet Vulcan. So, let's take every cadet that we've got and scramble it like it's the biggest event in the universe... Put them on all these ships. They have no practical real-world training and shoot them out into space for what they essentially believe is an earthquake. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, it's a sci-fi movie. Oh, I'll put up with anything. Oh, look, pretty things. No, 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 no. Every movie needs to have a story that makes sense. I don't care what genre it is. I don't care if it's sci-fi or a comic book or uh, romantic comedy. or It all has to make sense. Now, look, I know I've been given a huge amount of grief for this, but I love the movie While You Were Sleeping. And that movie is amazing because its premise holds up. I mean, you you hear the premise and you're like, oh, okay, so she falls in love with this guy who's in a coma and everybody, including his own family, believes that she's the fiancé. Oh, that's just stupid. There's no way that could, there's no way she could pull that off or, or why wouldn't she just tell them? But yet you watch it and by the end of it, you totally believe it. You're like, well, of course. I mean, here's this poor woman who hasn't had any family in her life and she's got this miserable, miserable job of being a, a toll taker for the... Chicago railway system. Look, look, and by the way, if you have that job, my condolences to you. I, I'm not insulting your profession, but boy, is that an awful gig. So anyway, uh, oh, and then of course, you know, the grandmother, she's got a heart condition and so she doesn't feel like she should tell them because the grandma's going to die. And, you know, by the end of it, you're just like, well, of course, this makes perfect sense uh, why she didn't tell them and why they believed uh, she was the fiance. And that's why the movie's good. Uh, but yet this Star Trek thing, let, let's take that, that same premise that I just presented about Star Trek and let, let's put it in another genre of movie. Uh, let's say it's a cop movie. You take every cop car in all of Manhattan. Oh, no, no. Wait, let's broaden it. Let's say that tri-state area, the United Federation of Policemen. All right, so you New York City cops, uh, plus uh, New Jersey and uh, whatever that other state is in the tri-state area, and 
you say that there's a huge protest at the G8 summit uh, at the United Nations building. And every cop, every cop goes over there. And then you hear of a, of a jewelry store being robbed on the other side of town. My Manhattan geography is no good, so I'm not even going to pretend I know where that is. Uh, it's on the other side of the town. And you take every cadet from the police academy and scramble them like it's the next 9-11 and have them run down to this jewelry store that's probably very well insured. And, you know, it's got a few thousand dollars that they're going to lose. But, you know, after some paperwork, they'll be fine and back in business. But no, no, no. You've got to treat it like it's 9-11 and get every cadet that has no real-world practical training down to that jewelry store. Now, I understand, of course, the real you know, thing that happened in the Star Trek movie is it turns out there's something much, much bigger than just an earthquake going on on the planet Vulcan. But they don't know that at the time, so they still freak out with the same intensity. Now, the cop movie I've just described, nobody would watch. You would see 10 minutes of that and go, well, this is just stupid. You know, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't do this. They wouldn't leave an entire city unprotected by taking all the police and putting them in one place. I mean, if it was really that big of a deal, you'd call out the National Guard or you'd make other arrangements or, or you just wouldn't even have it there. You'd put it somewhere. You'd put it on Ellis Island. I don't know. But it's, it's, an, it's a ridiculous premise. And yet, and this is the part that really drives me insane, I apparently am the only one who is bothered by this, all right? I'm sitting here in the theater, losing my mind, and everybody around me is having a great time. And I walk out of the theater, and everybody I went with, oh, it was fantastic, oh, it was a pretty ships, and, uh, ah, are you kidding me? And, and this one aspect of this movie is only one. I mean, it was every five minutes I'm sitting here thinking, well, that new plot development makes absolutely no sense. And well, that plot development is just ridiculous. And and it's every five minutes. And yet nobody has any problems with this. We can just write whatever we want. And including my own lovely wife, Miriam, she she uh, just loved it, too. And and oh, by the way, I am now officially mentioning that she is my wife, even though she was, I've been married to her when I started UGTV.org because, this is, this is how dumb I am. I, um, a, a long time ago, they didn't want celebrities to be married because it made them seem less alluring, which is idiotic that I would think like, well, you know, uh, they tried to have Bon Jovi's marriage annulled because, you know, he was a big star. And, Maybe I should just pretend like I'm single still. No, it's idiotic. So now I'm officially announcing, yes, the lovely Miriam, who has helped me with this website and, and all the other things. You've seen uh, pictures of her around when uh, I was on the Howard Stern Show. We have indeed been married the entire time. Alert Perez Hilton. There's the story. Uh, so I... I'm driven insane by the fact that I feel like I'm the only one who who is bothered by these ridiculous plot holes just because everyone else gives them a free pass because it's sci-fi. The other trend in movies, which I am also deeply bothered by, is um, the movie that doesn't know what it is. Now, I, I had an acting teacher a hundred years ago that said, 
the first rule of acting is make a choice, right? Like just figure out where this character is coming from, what they're doing, what their point is. Just figure it out and then just start with with that, you know? And and if you don't, no one you, no one can relate to this person because they're just all over the place. And and this is a thing that drove me insane uh about Transformers. I did not see the new one. I have no interest in seeing the new one because the old one was so bad. Um, th- I really got the feeling like they don't know what this is. They don't know. They, they, they want it to be. It's not even that they want it to be everything. They just don't know. So rather than making a choice, they make this movie that's way too long. And they they have, you know, long extended comedy scenes of, you know, uh 10-ton transformers stomping around in Shia LaBeouf's mom's flower garden like no one's going to see this. And yet there's the comedy ensues and then they've got all these weird hacker people that don't really add to the story at all. And then the one that drove me really insane was they had John Turturro cast as the FBI agent that was interfacing with the kids but he was the wacky fbi agent but he was still mean i mean he was so completely miscast it was like look fellas michael bay is this an action movie is this a comedy what is this make a choice and you know what if you make this choice it's going to be a tighter movie it's not going to be three hours long which i no one needs all right nobody watched transformers as a kid because of the amazing dialogue or the rich character development. They watched it because they wanted to watch robots fight. All right? That's the choice you should have made. We're going to make a movie about fighting robots. And and that first sequence where the, uh, the bad robot is in the desert and he turns into a scorpion and he kicks everybody's ass, fantastic. Do more of that. Uh, but the problem was then, this movie should have been about fighting robots, but by the end of the movie, when we do actually see the robots fight, you can't even see the robots fight, because the camera is in super close, virtual camera, because it's all CGI, you see gray, blurry streaks shooting across the screen, and you're like, "What what are we looking at? Was that a good guy? Was that a bad guy? What just happened? But just, look, look. We know you can render these guys out beautifully. I mean, we see all the gears and wheels in Optimus Prime's head swirling about as he moves and thinks. And we, you can do this. You can make pretty-looking robots. And you can make them fight. Just pull the camera back a little bit so we can actually see the fighting rather than a bunch of gray, blurry streaks, which, honestly, that's what low-budget horror movie makers use as a crutch, right? I mean, you look at um, uh, with that one from uh, Project Greenlight, uh, Feast. That was their crutch. It was like, look, we don't have the budget. We're just going to show you some quick, you know, you know, very, very quick shots of the, of the beast, the beast from Feast, uh, as he runs by and rips people out of their chairs and eats them. Well, then... You know, that's their crutch because they're working on a shoestring budget. Michael Bay, you've got an enormous budget. Don't do that. Let's see the action. Let's see the glory. And yet again, you know, I 
I'm the only... Well, no, see, Transformers, I wasn't the only one. Thank God. Okay, so let's talk about video games. I'm having a lot of fun playing 2K Sports' The Bigs, or at least the demo of it, uh, mostly because uh, there's a baseball player I had never heard of, which means nothing because I don't follow baseball. Uh, his name is Pujols. It's his last name. It's P-U-J-O-L-Z. But it's just so great to hear uh, the announcer in the game say, and up next, Pujols. Pujols. I laugh like a little girl every time. Uh, it, let's talk about Michael Jackson for just a second, or many seconds, um, mostly because the the real hoopla is now over and done, and we can sort of look back and judge the hoopla. Um I think that people sort of weighed in on two camps. Either you were bowing at the feet of Michael Jackson, as all the TV would have you believe, and all the independent podcasters and radio people were kind of like, how dare they? He touched kids. We should roast him in effigy. And and I, I feel like, you know, the kid touching clouds the issue, really, because... You'll never really know what went on behind closed doors. Personally, I feel like Michael was trying to get back to his childhood that Joe Jackson, the, by the way, Joe Jack, how mad has Joe Jackson got to be? The, the great songwriter, musician who wrote, uh, is she really going out with him? Stepping out, many other great songs, many other great albums. He's got the same name as Michael Jackson's crazy-ass dad. Anyway, uh, that that Joe Jackson stole from Michael Jackson, and it just seems like all, everything he did was trying to get back to that. I mean, hanging out with kids. Well, I mean, if you want to, you know, you want to relive your childhood, you're not going to hang out with a bunch of old men. You're going to hang out with kids because you're like. Damn it, it's going to be like that, um, that Adam Sandler movie where he has to go back and be a kid again. Or, or maybe that David Spade movie where he has to go back and be a kid again and, and learn what it's like to be a kid. He's not going to hang out with adults. No, he's going to hang out with kids. All right, so maybe he did something, maybe he didn't. But who knows? That aside, let's really get at what we do know is true, which is the dude was crazy. And and what's really sad is, is you can list Michael Jackson's accomplishments, and they were many and great, and, you know, number one albums, number one music videos, all this uh, sellout performances, and I, I guarantee you, the craziness outweighs the successes, right? Column A, column B, you know, yeah, uh, Thriller sells a zillion copies. He tries to buy the bones of the Elephant Man. Oh, not tries, does. Crazy. Uh, between that and the chimp that he hung out with and bleaching his face, but he and, and Michael Jackson thinks we're idiots, right? Uh, you know, it's, oh, no, 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 I'm not bleaching my skin. I have that, that thing where it turns your skin white. Perfectly, evenly white. Not blotchy like everybody else who has this problem. No, no, no. Perfectly white. Uh, I'm gonna uh, screw up my nose so bad it doesn't even exist anymore. Um, I, I, Neverland Ranch. I'm gonna have a zoo. Okay, you know what? Even if you are trying to get back to your childhood, a zoo. I mean, 
a 12 year old boy would like look at a, a pair of llamas and be like, yeah, I hope you save the receipt because I don't want these anymore. I'm done. Uh, they, they're, they're not friendly. I can't ride it. It spits. Uh, no, take them back. Speaking of which, hyperbaric chambers don't work. If they did, he'd still be alive. So save your receipts. Take it back. I don't. I don't. I hope everybody didn't buy one because Michael Jackson bought one. But maybe you can sell it on eBay. Who knows? But the point is, is that the the craziness, the sheer nuttiness, just ruins it, and it far outweighs uh, whatever was going on uh, with with. Uh, you know, the kids and all that monkey business. Uh, also, speaking of the Jacksons, who else, who can name me all five members of the Jackson Five, right? Because you got Michael, Tito, Jermaine. Now, I know a lot of people think that uh, Janet and uh, LaToya were in the Jackson Five. They were not, even though they were just five Jacksons you can name. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, it's Marlon and Jackie. Jackie, oddly enough, his real name was Sigmund. Um, but, you know, I feel bad for the other two, you know, for Marlon and Jackie especially, because nobody remembers them. Uh, but I, I know that all the Jacksons, they lost a family member and they must feel bad. But, boy, if it was me, for a second, I would have this thought of, oh, damn. There goes our chances for a Jackson 5 reunion. Because, you know, these guys aren't Michael Jackson, right? They're Tito and Marlon and Jackie. I mean, guys you never even heard of. Well, you heard of them, like, 30 years ago or whenever the Jacksons do another tour, but they don't have big, crazy lifestyles. They go on tour with Michael Jackson. They're set for life, right? I mean, they, they maybe put in 10 hours of rehearsal, do, I don't know, 20 dates. So for less than 40 hours worth of work, they're set for the rest of their lives, so part of them's just got to be a little bit mad at Michael Jackson. Just like, ah, oh, damn, man. Just, you couldn't have just gotten back together with us one more time. And greed's a, a, a crazy thing. It'll, it'll mess with your head. You have those crazy thoughts. Because without Michael Jackson, those guys go from selling out stadiums to the state fair, right? Because nobody really cares about seeing the Jackson 5, uh, you know, without Michael Jackson. They want him to sing, you know, ABC, Oh Baby, Give Me One More Chance, whatever that song is called. Um, but it, so they, they've got to be a little disappointed that he couldn't just pull it together one more time. And finally, let's talk about uh, Sarah Palin quitting uh, being the governor of Alaska, I love Sarah Palin in the sense of how nutty she is, right? Like, I, I don't know who thought 
she could be vice president. I understand what they were trying to do. They were trying to balance the ticket. They were trying to get women. They were trying to get uh, uh, super religious. They were trying to get a younger crowd. Kind of what they did with Dan Quayle, which was another awesome move. Um, And I think, really, people learned their lesson with Dan Quayle, which was, you know, not a great idea. Uh, And we've got, you know, even George Bush Sr. was kind of old at the time. John McCain, even older. And, uh, you know, he had bouts with uh, cancers and things removed from his face. I mean, the idea that she could become president really was a possibility. And yet, nobody ever said... Look, man, maybe, maybe she isn't gonna do so good under questioning. Which I understand. I mean, that's a tough, that's a tough thing to bring up. Which was like, hi, Sarah Palin, we're considering you for this role in our administration, but we'd like you to take a civics test and just sort of, you know, sliding her a scantron and a number two pencil over and. Yeah, just give us a, you got 60 minutes. But hey, if you finish it quicker, just give us a call. There'll be a Secret Service agent in the hallway. Just let us know. Uh, that You know, you can't really do that. Uh, well, you could, but it would be, it would be, it would be weird. Oh, but how awesome would that be if they did it and the test scores got out and it was just abysmal? That would be so awesome. Like, she can't even, like, bubble her name in at the top correctly and she you put spaces. Oh, that would be so great. But... I don't think there's anybody out there who really thinks she can be president. I mean, at least not right now. I mean, maybe if she does something amazing while she's away from public life and comes back, you know, super Palin. Okay, maybe. But now I don't care what party you're part of. If you think she can be president, you're out of your mind. You should you should not be allowed to vote. Anybody. I tell you what, everybody write in. And say, uh, yeah, 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 I think she should be president. And then I'll um, just forward that off to uh, some sort of uh, genetic uh, sterilization service so you can't breed. And maybe we can enact some sort of legislation so your right to vote will be taken away. Maybe we'll just call you a felon at that point because they can't vote. Um, But I hope... She doesn't go away. I hope she comes back. I hope she embraces like Tina Fey's idea where uh, I'm going to become the white Oprah I thought was great. Um, I I hope she makes it back because she is hilarious. She never ceases to disappoint. My favorite thing she said was uh, when Katie Couric asked her, what newspapers and periodicals and magazines do you read that are from outside of Alaska to, you know, stay abreast of politics in the world. What do you read? And she says, all of them. That is freaking genius. All of them. Really? You can't even think of just one. New York Times. There you go. Bam. LA Times. In fact, pick a major city in the country and put the word Times after it. Times New Roman. No, Um, and, and the great thing about Sarah Palin is she's a former beauty contestant and beauty contestants are taught you have to eat up the time, just like, uh, Miss Teen North Carolina and the Iraq and such as you eat up the time. You're not allowed to give short answers. You, you have to, you have to chew it up. So 
that's why she was so great because she wouldn't ever give a one word answer because in her or training, that was considered a failure. And I, I hope she doesn't go away because I, I just love the nonsense that comes out of her mouth. Um, you know, I can see Russia from my front steps, all that, all that, all those gems. So I don't care if she, if she comes back in politics. I don't care if she gets her own talk show. I don't care if she writes a book. I just want her to come back because I think she's hilarious. All right. And, um, finally, um, one of the, the, the reason I wanted to do this podcast was I, I feel like I got a bunch of thoughts in my head. Um, you know, it, it's weird. I, I am, now doing every single form of internet broadcasting, right? So I've got a blog, I'm on Twitter, uh, I've got this podcast now, and it's really strange because each one sort of lends itself to uh, different forms of communication. And then to me, you know, of course people abuse them and use them incorrectly in my head, but I, I feel like each one has its own sort of uh, importance. Like the blog to me, you, you know, for those of you who read the blog at UGTV.org, you know, click on the blog thing down at the bottom. Um, it, it's, it's supposed to be short thoughts, but in, sort of well thought out. Like I've had some time to think about this. I have a point I wish to make and I'll do it. You know, maybe there's some video evidence or something that needs to be done. Twitter, on the other hand, seems like the basest, lowest form of I am brushing my teeth or, you know, ouch, I stubbed my toe, you know, just very minor. And the podcast is like, I have long rambling thoughts, but you're on the treadmill. So why not listen to them? Uh, less formed out, less, you know, more free form sort of thing. And I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately and they're terrible. Uh, so many terrible podcasts and, and, and some even not so terrible as they are just either poorly recorded or, uh, people have nothing to say or there's just long gaps or they're not funny. And look, if they can't be funny, why should I have to be funny? Why can't I not be funny? So I'm not going to be funny all the time. Hopefully I'll be funny occasionally, but I, uh, there is, there is a lesson in all of this. And that is, uh, whenever I do anything, any new project that is something I haven't done before, there's always that point in my doing it where it all just goes horribly wrong. And I start to, um, I, well, I start to freak out and it becomes very quickly like that bit from Sesame Street where uh, it was a guy at a piano and he was writing um, like little child, uh, children's songs, row, row, row your boat, Mary had a little lamb, stuff like that. And he gets about 90% through it, and then he can't get the last line. And then he just starts freaking out and banging his head against the piano keyboard and saying, I'm never going to get it. It's never going to work. I, uh... Every time. Every time that is me. And then my inner Kermit the Frog, because this is the way it goes, is Kermit the Frog, who has been interviewing him the entire time, walks in or, 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 or interrupts him and says, um, you know, how about this? And I think the way it goes is he pretty much just gives him uh, the answer to, you know, whatever uh, nursery rhyme he was trying to complete. 
And then the light bulb goes off in his head and he goes, ah, of course, that's it. And we'll do it. Now, honestly, that's not that's not everything I do. I mean, a lot of times I get 25 percent of the way through stuff. And and wow, this is this is terrible. This is just awful. Um, And then there are other times I get 100 percent of the way through it. I love it. And then it falls apart because there was some piece along the way. I didn't I didn't do quite right. But anyway, the moral of the story is. I'm going to keep doing this and and hopefully they're going to get better and uh but um you know why not why not right porque no all right well I guess that's enough for this one uh it's only a half an hour I was really hoping this could be an hour oh that's the other thing I was going to say um the, the other thing that I I also have really bad ability to judge how long something is going to be um you know, I in my head, like that first bit about movies, I thought, oh, I can do an hour on this. Oh, easy. Oh, I'm going to have to push everything else back to the to the next podcast. This is this is an hour right here. And of course, I get 15 minutes into it and I'm done. And I'm just like, oh, wow. OK, so uh, maybe some of these will be longer in the future. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But now I've contributed something to the Internet and uh I can say I have a podcast, I guess. Well, uh, from the from the the small little room we, I call my office. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. I uh, hope you subscribe. Uh, go to the bulletin board, which I just recently set up at ugtv.org. There'll be a forum link on the homepage, and you can. Uh, you can uh, voice your comments about what you think about the podcast, uh, things maybe we should, I, we, I should uh, talk about, uh, responses, questions. Um, uh, uh, maybe uh, next time I'll, I'll talk about uh, some things I've done in the past uh, that people wanted me to, oh, I'll do that. Yeah, let's do that next time. Okay, wow, great. Yay, look, see, I did it. Bam! I did it. I, I, I had the head smashing on the keyboard moment, and I decided right here, my inner Kermit the Frog came to my rescue. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, from me and Tyler Durden and uh, the gang at Bright Brown, oh, let's do this one more time. I am-